Hello, all. This is uh, Art Love Collective podcast, episode five. My name is Michael Lay, and we have Tony Dean. Um, and uh, today we are interviewing Isaac Waters. Uh, you want to say hi? Uh, we're having a good time. <laughs> uh, we're having a good time, like uh, in different parts of Ohio. Um, we're going to be talking about like biculturalism and like being biracial and that kind of stuff. It'll be fun. Um, in general, um, let's see, I'm working on our third zine that's coming up. So we have our February zine that, um, sorry, our, our March zine, which is our second one that came out. So you should come, you should look for it at the shop and we'll have it available online. And, uh, Tony and I are working on, uh, making products more available uh, for purchase online. So keep out for that or watch out for that. And we're going to keep updating blogs and we're going to keep these uh, podcast episodes going as as regularly as we can. So let's let's get right into it. So Isaac, why don't you... So I'll do a quick introduction of him. So Isaac and I met when, let's see, in junior high, basically. Like... I think we were in seventh grade in Japanese school, right? Um, yeah, I want to say like, like 98, 99. Yeah, Chu Ni and Chu Sang. Yeah. Okay, you only, so we only went to school there two years. It seems like it was longer. I, I guess it was freshman Japanese. and sophomore year of high school, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I was going to this Japanese school since um, uh, first grade. Basically, so I was born in Japan, and uh, so I, w this is something Isaac and I both come from Japanese mothers and American, like Caucasian fathers, and uh, we went to like various Japanese schools, like up until like our eighth year at Japanese school, which is a, a Saturday school that we both attended. Like Isaac lived in Michigan. Um, was it just Michigan? Well, anyway, so basically we, we met at, at a school in northern Kentucky uh, at a Japanese, uh, Saturday Japanese school. And we just, that was what? Yeah, 98. So northern Kentucky? over 20 years ago. Yeah, NKU. NKU. So was a, yeah. yeah. And uh, northern Kentucky University. It's, it's basically Cincinnati, too, though. It's not, it's like, what it's almost, I think Cincinnati? it's even. I didn't think you were from there originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I lived in Finneytown for a while, which is like closer downtown. But anyway, yeah. So Isaac, uh, why don't you why don't you like fill in whatever how how you and I know <laughs> know one another? So basically, um, well, the other funny thing is both of our moms worked there, right? Did your mom work oh, there? Oh yeah, that's right. Ever since. You started going there in first grade. Yeah, I believe so. At least, at least soon after we moved here. But I'm pretty sure from that first year, she was this, um, like the principal's assistant, like secretary. Like she, but she did that the entire time. Same, I'm pretty same. sure. Uh. Yeah, there might have been a little gap, but I don't think so. Like most years, I can remember because I'd have to stay over. You know, school would end at like three or whatever. 2 30 or 3 and i usually have to stay till like five or six at night <laughs> like my mom working <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it'd be like a 45 minute drive home so like even when we left it'd be like, oh, God. 
on like a Saturday. Oh, out to like Lakota West or East area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So oh, for, well, we yeah. moved out to Westchester and fifth or grade. Westchester. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I guess. Yeah, I was always Westchester as I knew you. And you live on right on a literally like on the river. Like your backyard is like the Ohio River, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd show it to you guys if it wasn't nighttime, I guess. <laughs> but so, like, you, you can see just, Kentucky like, and Indiana, river, like just going to the end of your yeah, right, right at that border flooding area. lately too. So it's like it's crazy high, like the <laughs> the water is. I had no idea going into this that we were so far south because I, I had always imagined when I had talked to you over the years, Michael, that you had gone to Japanese school in Columbus. and No. Oh, I, really? I had never, ever thought that you were – I didn't honestly think that you were originally from Cincinnati. And then uh, oh, really? I never would have thought that there was, like, a sizable Japanese population in Cincinnati to warrant uh, a Japanese school. So, basically – it's because of Toyota. It's the Toyota to the Honda here. So Honda is in Marysville, and then all of I like where like I Cincinnati business like Northern Kentucky and like you know Cincinnati-ish area. Um, they thrive off of Toyota and Toyota suppliers. That's like Isaac works at a. You work at a Toyota supplier type place, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like all this offshoot okay. off of that yeah, I stuff. Never, I never connected to. I guess that makes sense. I never. I knew that Toyota was in Kentucky, but I never really dealt with them a ton um, in my past lives. So like, I never knew exactly where. So I guess it must be closer to that Cincinnati region. Yeah. So mainly yeah, out yeah. of uh, Lexington, though. That's like the main Toyota plant in the United States, and I I went to that Japanese school before too, and that's like. It was probably the largest one I've ever. Oh, really? Attended, yeah. I mean, there was like four thousand kids there. <laughs> Whoa, jeez! To to make up all the like one through twelve or first through twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's just like a big school. Yeah. Yeah, because our school, Saturday we went to like in the class that we were in probably had like fifteen kids. Or 15 of us. Something like that, right? In our grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we used to have like, one, uh, one class per grade, right? Yeah. Two, oh, yeah. In uh, Lexington I mean, like, and in Michigan, there were like four or five classes per grade. Huh. <laughs> oh, man. I never would have thought that they were that large of schools. Because it's still just like a weekend thing, right? Yeah, it's well, Saturday, Saturday only. Days. It's one yeah. day. So like that entire it is like a full day to yeah. one day of the week. Yeah, they just rent out a local uh, college. Basically, oh, so they don't like have their own dedicated spot. At no. least NKU. I mean, I don't. It was a Lexington was at a college too. Yeah, all all of them okay. were. Um, okay. I already thought that the one in Columbus was like its own spot. I didn't think Columbus is uh, that one. I know because I visited a few times. Is done in between. At a middle school, at an elementary school, um, on, um, like, kind of near Polaris area, like, Hard Road and Sawmill-ish, but, um, so they, like, rent out 
they rent out like buildings that are actually like suited to the right grades. So like you'll take an elementary school class, like a Japanese school third grade class or whatever, but it'll be in like a third grade American setting. <laughs> so you have like the alphabet like on the walls as you're like studying Kokugo. Gotcha. But yeah, we always were at NKU. So like our Saturdays, we always had those like uh, desks where like the desk is part of the chair or you know what I mean? Yeah, like the mini ones that college students. Yeah, you like to, flip but... it up to like get out. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought you said to review all the gum like blobs on. There. Oh, gross! <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that too. But... <laughs> and then a bunch of graffiti. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember. So I would have to stay over at that Japanese school so so much that like I would just. My brothers and I would go around to like uh, vending machines and looking for like dimes and quarters underneath so we could like scramble up to get a like Snickers bar. <laughs> did you succeed often on that? I did. Huh. Yeah, it was surprising. Well, if you, well, if you had a whole campus to yourself, yeah. and like your your mom just was like, just come back by five or six, <laughs> like pre cell phone area era, of course. You know, it's just like literally um, off the grid. But yeah, but Isaac and I started hanging out uh, around that grade, and uh, and you studied some Japanese at college, but you did did you do journalism? Uh, yeah. Is that one else? At so I went to um, I guess. Did you go to Ohio State as well, Tony? Or yeah, I went to Ohio State. Yeah, I was in the Japanese uh, program. Okay, I went to uh, University of Cincinnati. Um, I did take Japanese there, and the ironic thing was, uh, the teacher there was a former teacher at the Japanese school at NKU that taught me. Oh, really? Life. Whoa! And uh, so. I mean, I, I didn't take it too seriously, so basically I did you test I never showed some? up to you class. Would, you would have tested out of some, right, at that point? Oh, yeah. I mean, I took one Japanese class, and it was the highest one that University of Cincinnati offered. And I just straight up went into that class. There's only like, I don't know, seven or eight people there. Yeah, that's um, right. No one Japanese <laughs> except me, I guess. <laughs> and then... Um, all I did, I didn't do any of the homework. I didn't do any of the projects. All I did was come in and take the tests, and then I ended up averaging to a C plus. But because the teacher, oh, because my mom also, like like Mike said, um, my mom worked at uh, the Japanese school, but she was a math teacher, I think, or she was a teacher of like maybe one specific class. I don't remember if it was one um one class or grade or whatever yeah grade or just like a topic like math or science or something but um so she, my teacher in college would call my mom and tell her oh isaac didn't show up for class today oh he didn't do any of this stuff and i'm like i'm in college why are you calling my mom like <laughs> narking on uh, she hated yeah she hated her me. friend's son uh, yeah, I mean, I hated say me that. back then in like uh, freshman year, and hated me freshman year of college or senior year of college. I was gonna say that sort of behavior, quote unquote, would not be accepted at OSU's Japanese programs unless you were like 
in the one-on-one like lessons which are probably different but like they're all about you know like strict attendance and uh you know participation i think the tests were a relatively low amount of the overall score as long as you like came in every day and participated and didn't get too much docked off you you would do well but yeah yeah what out of curiosity in cincinnati what what did they use to study was it Kenji or, or some other type of textbook, or do you remember? Um, Yokoso. I think there was a textbook, but see, I, I didn't even buy it. <laughs> <laughs> a real trooper. <laughs> yeah, I just showed up and just sat there, and then. Um... But was it? I mean, how would you rate it to in difficulty compared to like just going to like one day to Japanese school? <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus like a curriculum. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Japanese. I, you see, because you do study Japanese in Japanese school too, right? Like they expect you to speak Japanese, obviously, but like you know. So well, no, well, Japanese school, school is. Class. Yeah, there's so like seven, for, uh, six or seven, uh, like Japanese subjects and stuff. History math yeah. in japanese and then you got like um man i'm trying to think of all the well like kokugo would always be like there'd always be like three of those oh, an english class uh, like yeah Jap- japanese version of that of course yeah yeah well yeah because we don't we didn't some japanese schools like teach english in it but like our school it just focused on like like Japanese, like Japan, like literal. Yeah, like, like you're going curriculum. to school one day in Japan a week. Yeah, yeah. It was like the equivalent of because you would still cover technically all the same information, so you just have these like large reading assignments to do like in a week. Oh God, I still have like nightmares about it. Like you just going through school like Monday through Friday to whatever your local public schools or whatever, and then uh, and then on Friday night you'd like. Yeah, What's Friday night was not a Friday night. Uh, no, not in any way. Did you get your stuff ready for tomorrow? Yeah. Our family honors on the line. Yeah. But it got my mom was like more strict about that than like American school because she was a freaking teacher there and wanted me to like, you know, perform better than other people. And it's like, ah, oh, well, sorry for failing you. <laughs> Story of my life, mom. <laughs> Um, Isaac, I think I've, I've told you that, so Tony's been, and we told some of the audience or audience doesn't know, uh, Tony studied Japanese, like he's talking about, but he's been to Japan too. So I kind of wanted to like gear the conversation towards like, just what it's like to be different. Cause like Isaac and I, we were talking about this before we started recording, but you know, we're like, no, we can't, we're never going to be normal unless we're around a bunch of people that are like international or something like that like people that have been a bunch if if you just if like we met a bunch of people at the airport then we're fine it's normal but like in a lot of settings it's like oh you don't like people that aren't bilingual or um you know been a foreign country but i don't know kind of wanted to switch gears into talking about like what that's like or what like like Isaac, like why don't you tell us like what you feel like when you go to Japan? Like, cause you you visit there pretty often, right? Um, like, yeah. Or when's yeah, the last I mean, time you went? Uh, late last year. 
but I, I usually go every year um, to Nagoya or Tokyo, I guess, but mainly Nagoya. That's where and, I went uh, for uh, college. Oh, in Tokyo or Nagoya? Nagoya, yeah. It's pronounced Nagoya. <laughs> Nagoya? Uh, what college was it? Uh, Nanzan. Okay, that's where my mom went. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's evidently a relatively it's a small world college, at least in, in the Nagoya area. I mean, because it's, it's all Nagoya Daigaku or Nanzan, it seems. At least at I mean, it's, it's one of the top ones, right? As far as... I mean, they, they had a sister relationship with OSU, and, and that was just one of the wow. ones that I was going, going for. I think it's like the top one or two in that area, at least. I don't know in the entire country of japan but it's like I the mean, top one or two in that area back on it i mean it was a beautiful campus pretty prestigious yeah I mean, for sure i mean it was a little bit dated in terms of technology but i feel like that was kind of like one of the things that was i actually wrote a paper on it back in college but that was one of my culture shocks of going to japan was that there were a lot of things that weren't as advanced and high tech as i was expecting it all to be oh hospitals uh, yeah Hospitals are One of the things that, stuck, that stood out to me was like we'd go into these college, these college like, you know, what do you call them, like a seminar room where you'd like seat a lot of people, and like it'd be like, or or I guess more of like a multimedia room where they were supposed to be like probably at one point really like state of the art like desks where each desk had a built in like I, like cassette tape player and. You know, other sorts of like really ancient looking knobs and electronics. <laughs> it was just like none of it was usable anyway. It was all like old plugs and stuff like that. But it was just one of those. And they just left it all there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still used the like tables, but yeah, they left that all there. And it was like the college didn't have Wi Fi. Like if you wanted to get on the internet, you had to go to the computer lab and find a computer and like log in and all that stuff it was huh. it was just like one of those things where you would like me going in like because i went in 2009 it's a long time ago yeah yeah 10 ish yeah 10 plus and, and years ago at that point my expectation kind of especially of like a city the size of new york is basically like everywhere you go there's going to be some wi-fi somewhere and it's certainly a college campus you know. And by that point, like, you had grown up, like, with, like, anime. You'd seen all this, like, that's the thing is, like, you see video games and, like, anime like and that. stuff. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, you, you all the media the you see from Japan. Was, toilet technology had taken off. It was like you were in an alternate dimension yeah. where they really focused on toilet technology. But to be fair, there's certain parts of Japan, like, for example, if you guys have ever been to Chiba... One thing that one of Kathleen's, my wife's, like, first encounters in Japan, like, we went to this part, Chiba, which is, like, that's where, like, Disneyland is, or Disney Sea, at least. Um, but, oh, yeah. But but we got off the Iki, the, the terminal, like, the train station, and, like, soon afterwards, we see a parking garage that's, like, has its own, like, gears and like it was like a large vending machine of cars and it's like that was like one of her first things that she saw in japan 
So, like, to be fair, like, there are certain parts from where you go and you're like, holy shit, where are we? <laughs> like, when are we? <laughs> yeah, there are, for sure. It's, like, so futuristic. Like, it's, like, mind-boggling. But then, like, some parts, it's like, yeah, our toilet is, like, in the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, those parking lots, man, are, I mean, you got two types, right? You got the ones that, like, kind of rotate. And then you can yeah, exactly. park on top of one another. And then you got the one that you pull in and it like circles around and it's like an elevator and it just like leaves. I know as a tour, yeah, not exactly. as a tourist, but like as a as a exchange student during like one of my first walks to, to my college, I took a picture of this like an idiot, you know, but like it's still kind of funny to look back on the pictures and see it. It was a I took a picture of a bike rack in front of an apartment complex that had like that same system where you like there were two rows of bikes so you could like pick up your bike and kind of stack it up above on a second row of racks. I thought that was interesting at the time. Of course, yeah. I would like throw my bike into a public um, parking area for bikes where like it was just at the end of the day you just like went back and you hoped that you could untangle your bike out of the mess and of just a ton of bikes yeah <laughs> there was not, yeah like, it wouldn't really like you could lock your bike but like why would you even care like it just complicates things further was seemed to be what everybody thought <laughs> you just go you just go back and hope that you can find your bike in the mess <laughs> but it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere too they're good at utilizing their um limited space in that entire country <laughs> like they <laughs> design stuff like that i guess <laughs> like we still haven't like uh there the apartment that i stayed at this was like 10 years ago around 09 or 2010 or something um the place where i st stayed had a washer that was also a dryer oh, yeah. and, like, wow. it, it seems so simple yeah it seems so simple and I don't know how common it is over there, but, like, <laughs> I mean, to the point where, like, the Simpsons had, like, a funny episode about, like, their the technology used over there. <laughs> over here, you never see that. You would think that it would be a, a thing that would seem convenient. But over here, yeah. it's always just, like, the stacked units. Like, it yeah. is, like, the cheapest, like, most condensed way to do it. Where in Japan, you can get, like, a really nice high-end, like, dual unit kind of the expectation is to have it on one and like you heat and cool your rooms instead of your whole house so like everyone hate, stays warmer it. or cooler oh really you wouldn't like you would save money though at least by doing that did you hate it for the ac part or the heating part <laughs> both. both both very much it was very cold that was the thing. Was like, it was. It would be okay if your family was like the Brady Bunch and was all in the same room and and you just all kind of hung out. Which I think that is kind of you know a thing where you might be all in the same like family area or something. But uh, you know, for for me and I would think of families, you would eventually get into the thing of like all the kids go to their rooms. Mom and dad are maybe still down in the family room, but you're still like huge in like three different rooms. I guess you know, with the bigger houses where there's just completely unused rooms all the time, like, yeah, but we do that same thing here. Like, I shut off the vents and close the doors and in unused rooms in my place, but right, I don't know. I just their fridges are like mini bars, <laughs> right? 
Like they go to the grocery store like every other day to stock up on food and like stuff to drink. Uh, I had a big, yeah. We had a big old fridge. Uh, but yeah, oftentimes, like they, I don't know. Yeah, the like places like sure are just are just tiny little, yeah, mini fridges. Yeah, it is one hell of a country though. Yeah, I loved every. I, I loved it. I didn't love school, but. So okay, as a. Uh... Caucasian person fully learning the culture. What was your favorite, like number one thing that stands out in your mind as far as uh, favorite thing about Japan? Uh, or top five, top three, I mean, whatever. I think I don't know. Like looking back on it, probably the my my obsessions at the time when I was there, and they've still carried over into my life today. Are like toy collecting and things like that like i really liked all the nerdy stuff except for anime kind of like i never really got into anime but i you know was into video games uh, but then of course the the figures that i would buy though would be like Dragon Ball. like those were just some of the classic things that were big in america that got me into you know more into japanese stuff but um i, I mean like the you know like the gay what do you call it? like the gay sets and then like the uh you know just like the, like the arcade yeah the arc yeah. yeah like the arcade like everything about the arcades was really just a cool atmosphere yeah um i don't know why but like the going up to like the top level of a five-story arcade to where like it's just like a bunch of middle middle aged men smoking cigarettes and playing pokemon like yeah you can't do that like anywhere else in the world no, and you it's way wonder, accepted over there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's just like, you guys are next level over here. Like, how do we compete with this? That's like normal over there. Yeah, I, I really, I really miss that kind of being able to walk into that atmosphere. And I mean, I mean, I guess and that's kind of, I guess, as, as you say, like a, a full Caucasian, like, you know, wandering into an environment like that, where you kind of get like, you know, those 20, you know, middle-aged Japanese Pokemon players like all turning, being like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Like, the elevators that way, son. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a thousand claw machines, and, and like fifty-year-old dudes are playing it. But I do have no doubt whatsoever that if I had brought a deck of Pokemon cards and like went up to somebody. Not not like anybody and had great success, but if I just kind of like hung around and like subtly made it known that I did speak Japanese and I understood what was going on and then like whipped out a deck of cards, I bet you somebody would play a game with you. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I really I don't sure. have any doubt of that. And it, it could yeah. be like a twelve-year-old kid or like a sixty-two-year-old man. I mean, and <laughs> anywhere in between yeah. <laughs> for equalizers. I, so yeah. I like that, and then a con and then like your standard things, like being able to eat Japanese food for, you know, relatively cheap, you know, being in the area and stuff like that, and just getting exposed to a lot of that. I really enjoyed most of the most of the culinary stuff. Like even if it was yeah, even if it wasn't like Japanese food, just how Japanese took some of the other. So like going to a Japanese Italian place, or going to a Japanese pizza place, or going to a Japanese Mexican place, they want to go to America. 
but like Japanese, even Japanese Chinese restaurants, you know, I kind of prefer. Oh, they're Japanese great. Restaurants, but like, it's still like a completely different thing. So like, it wasn't just like, yeah. oh, I love conveyor sushi because I, I do love conveyor belt sushi, but you know, beyond that, you know, it was just like every place you went, even if it was an American place, like I, there was a great like American like. 70s style diner in in like the nerdy district of Nagoya. And I went there all the time because it was just like they nailed it, you know. It, oh yeah, just yeah. attention to detail, you know. Like it, it was like you walked into the set of like a Back to the Future movie or something, and, and it was like the only place where, that I ever found at a restaurant where you could order like a, a Dr Pepper or a root beer at the time. They were really there. so it was, it was nice. It's very rare in Japan that I've been like, this tastes like shit. I've probably maybe said that like twice my entire life. <laughs> and if you did say that, it'd just be like, this doesn't taste great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's they come out like... with like random weird flavors and then that. It's like those Kit Kats, they come out with some random like cough drop flavor and like wasabi <laughs> flavor. Candy, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, everything tastes is the best tasting stuff ever. Really, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is pricey living over there. I'm always kind of shocked. I mean, I'm sure that the salaries are are, are you know relatively high comparatively too. And then you know, it, I think being born and raised in Japan with the family in Japan obviously has advantages. You know, to being able to have already been coping for generations in the country where like from, you know, I, I was also there when I was a college student. So that was the time where no matter who you are, finances are tight. So it was kind of strange, but even then it was just kind of like so easy to go on an adventure and, and overspend. I didn't worry about it too much at the time. And there's a vending machine on every corner. I spent a lot of money on vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that I can get Jello in a can from a vending yeah. machine? Like Soup, yeah, <laughs> hot and cold, whatever you want, and it's like lit up like a freaking like Las Vegas, right? It's like a casino, like the way they light that vending machine up. If I'm only going over for like a week or two, I go through so many of the crushed ice things, but the the coolishes. You know yeah. What I mean? Oh man, at the yeah. at the convenience stores, like the little packets of ice cream that you can just like crush up and suck out of a pouch. Oh. Back uh, yeah, back like, when I was in like Yakuan, I think I think it's just the, the big Celia block, and you're gonna be able to shoot a bunch of ice cream in your mouth. What's so, so weird about speaking of vending machines is like up until like ten years ago, like uh teenagers would just like go to the vending machines and get cigarettes and and beer and like just get drunk like, because like there was no id they're just like yeah yeah i remember i would just like yeah i think of like the smallest like shortest japanese man being very angry not being able to reach the slot the button i just want the chew high can i get the chew high even when i was there in 2009 though they had already transitioned over to where you could still like there were still cigarette vending machines everywhere obviously but you had to you know id yeah, yeah. You, you had to they had a little packet of like sign up information beside the vending machine and you had to 
right. all your information and put in for like a little card that you would then scan. Yeah, the TASCO or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go to the store, like you don't even need you don't need it. <laughs> Which is the other weird thing is because there's a person there that should be <laughs> carding you, but they're just like, here you go. And uh, oh, you don't have one of those cards okay just hit no on the screen and they just sell it to you <laughs> oh really <laughs> but i mean i guess un underage drinking underage like uh or contributing to minors just isn't a big deal in japan big deal over there huh? yeah they're like just drink on the train there were a bunch yeah. of yeah just be responsible there's no open <laughs> container there's no public intox i mean but people yeah, don't take that. advantage of it like they would. They're like, oh, that must be like Las Vegas. No, people yeah. are pretty uh, normal. But everyone, yeah. like, they hold they around. hold on to their cans. and. Yeah, being able to walk around like a summer festival with like all the street food and stuff and just have a cold beer in your hand and just walk around. And yeah, beer. no one will oh, say anything. So awesome. No one I never once ran into like, and I had a lot of like late trains and stuff like that going out to the middle of nowhere. I never, never was like... Dude, that dude's just wasted and throwing up right beside me. Like I, I know I've heard of stories like that, but oh, yeah. but I never experienced anything that was just like crazy. I think the worst thing that I experienced on the train that's similar to that would be um, there had been times where I would decide because like the the study abroad students would be um, out together and and there were times where like I was out with a girl or something like that. Um, on the train, and, and if it was a foreign girl, man, I at the time at least being a foreign girl in Japan, it, it had to have been a little bit rough because it was just like depending on the person, you could get some real people that were just like, just like the heavy, person. Like, <laughs> it's like dude, like yeah, we get the picture, you like what you see, but like wow, can we tone it down a little? Like it was a, <laughs> there were a couple of uncomfortable situations like that. Nothing like you know the standard, right. like touchy feely on a crowded train, but I'm. You know, I'm sure that that would have been an issue for them. I mean, I obviously never experienced it, unfortunately. Like, I'm sure for them, it couldn't have been. They, they have the women-only trains. Yeah, I mean, some of them probably waited. I mean, but that's still, you know, at least in Nagoya, and I imagine Tokyo even, it was only around the main loop. Uh, oh, yeah. There weren't women. Definitely only, in the, only in the bigger cities, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to get, it's only a certain time frame too. Yeah, it was only yeah only for a couple of, you know during the rush or whatever. But. Yeah. I do miss the train. Yeah. I say that often. I like this. I like this. You know. Well, of course, when I had like the I had like you know, what do you what do you call it, the takey that uh, you know for going from uh, your house your home station to the college station when they knew that you were a commuter. You know, you had that just a, a reusable pass that just went through any so as long as i was on like the main if i was like on the route between my house and the college i could go anywhere i wanted unlimited for the year so that was nice i can't remember where i was going with that but i really oh yeah getting on the getting on the train in the morning like in the morning it was a little rough because it was so crowded like you couldn't sit down but like on the way home like yeah i had a, like an hour and a half commute both ways so it was like sit down and get homework done or listen to music or wow one of the things that was crazy that I, you know even at the time being there which looking back on it doesn't seem all that crazy was the being able to pick up japanese television on your cell phone whilst in japan from the airwaves 
Like, oh yeah, that's something that never made it to the states ever, and I was just amazed. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like ancient technology, really, for for the time in Japan. And I don't think well, they had really, video call there. They still do it or not? But like when I was there, yeah, was they do. You watch the news in the morning. It was on your. It was, they had like video call. Right. They had, they just like adopt like certain things like the MDs. Remember those, Isaac? Did you no. buy those? <laughs> Mini discs? Oh, yeah. Or was it? It was like that was short lived here. Yeah, but yeah. it like thrived for I a never had one. Man. Yeah. Um, I think. Or it's it was definitely more, more popular out there for some reason, yeah. Yeah. You can watch TV in your car too. Like their right. uh navigation system. Yeah. That that plays uh like they don't I don't it's, know, it's only on the stops though. Like, just in the Yeah, yeah. But you, but it plays the audio when you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and everybody gets it hot wired anyways to play at all times. I know my, my whole family, every TV that they had in every car that they owned was wired to be able to play while you were driving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because like over here, Best Buy is like, hey, do you want us to install it the uh, correct way so you can watch it all the time? And it's, but in Japan, it's like, no, we will never do that. <laughs> like, so strange. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, um, where in Nagoya d did you live, or what? Tr what uh train station did you uh? So I was. Take? Uh, well, it was weird. I was like in between. You know, cities kind of blend together. It seems to me over there, but <clears throat> I technically my excuse me my address was in uh, Ichinomiya. Uh, Ichinomiya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait, uh, never mind, yeah, so I lived in Ichinomiya, it was kind of close to, like, the biggest city that, um, it wasn't really, the, the reason I stumbled was because it, the place I lived was, like, kind of out in the country, so it wasn't anywhere near the, like, the big, the bigger city section of Ichinomiya, so I never really felt like I lived in the city, but the closest, like, big city online was uh, Inuyama, so you could take the, the Inuyama-san out of Nagoya, clear to there, and and I was on Hoteyaki, um, but yeah, I would travel it in and then uh, transfer over to the subway and go go through the subway every morning, every night. What color subway was that? Do you remember? Which subway? Oh, I don't know. The, I don't know. You know how it's like color-coded? Yeah, well, once, it's not the Sakura Center. There was... I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember which one. It was like, it was like cut right through the middle, though. Cause I used to, well, when I visit my grandpa, it's the, uh, Yama, Higashiyama-san, it's the, it's the yellow yeah, line. Um, and my grandpa lives at one of the, like, you know, there's obviously two stations at the very end, left and right, like yeah, the, yeah. and he lived on one of those. So it was just hilarious. Like people getting drunk on the weekends. I would get off, and there's always vomit. There's always oh, people just passed out because they would get on the train, fall asleep, and then take it all the way to the end of the train, and then they have to go and turn around and hop on and get back to the – go the other way. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's kind of weird like that. Uh, luckily for me, that was the 
end of the, <laughs> that was where I needed to get off. So I'd always just be like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was over on the west side, so I had to, to come in from the country. I was on the west side, so I had to travel clear over to the east side of the city to get to where all the colleges are. So I went through the whole thing. But I always had to pass through Osu, and, and Osu is where my real love was with all the, the arcades and games and things like that. So that was right on the way to and from school. So I would basically get off of there once a day and just, like, walk around. And it was crazy. Like, I can't think of another place. Like, even if I commute, like, I can't think of another place in America where I've ever, like, daily wanted to like go out and just walk around like knowing that i would find another little shop somewhere that i hadn't seen before or whatever because there were just so many so many alleys so many little streets that I, you know you could you could forget you, know, you could even find something that you liked and then you completely forget which shop it was and it, it's like they all moved like it was just I, i've never been to i've never like um i've never experienced that over here where it's it's just something that you like would go and do. It's like going like I wasn't even going shopping, yet, but just to like look around or get some food or something. I don't know. It's just weird. It was a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, I do like fantasize about living there sometimes. There's like a magical feel to it. Where like, in relative or, or well, you were born in what Fukuoka? Yeah. You want to move, uh, like live there or a different city? I don't know. Just kind of like the idea of living in just some area, and like you get used to like the coffee shop or like a bar or something, like or your local ramen place. Like you just start finding like these few local spots, and like if you know a few people, you know, just like having a life and stuff. Um, that is like a really different style than here. Like you can really like oftentimes just get by a lot more easily without driving over there like you just like hop on trains like especially like tokyo yeah. area like i like visiting there like hanging out there on the weekends it could be really fun local places aren't the best through all the hoops to get a car Oh. Yeah, that's the thing is like a car is annoying because how much you have to pay for like maintenance stuff every year. Yeah, annual fees are crazy alone. And... But they're like so cheap to just buy. I'm and sure then they're would, like, oh, it's cheap so to buy. Paper. Like think about, well, I, even for you, I'm sure you would, I don't know if you ever got like a cell phone in Japan, but it, I mean, it took paperwork. Oh, yeah. Too, you know, yeah. I know, I, right? I think I already had to have my like alien identification card and stuff like that like it was a whole a whole bunch of stuff that like proved residency in japan and stuff before i could really get a phone i mean just swapping out a sim card like a rental thing for a week or whatever when you travel on business like that's no big deal but having like a long-term monthly plan of cell phone was a whole song and dance right bank account was hard well, one thing, now, like, even just, like, talking about this stuff, um, I'm kind of, like, with Art Love Collective, I like the idea of us, like, maybe developing, like, some classes. Like, we've been, like, coming up with, like, storylines and, like, methods of, like, teaching, like, Japanese language. But 
you know, I feel like really a lot of learning about a different culture is done through storytelling and like, you just like conversations can be stories. So I think this is like a good start to just like start to explore like these online forms, like these video forms of learning and like talking about Japanese culture and stuff. So for, for you, Isaac, um, going through all that Japanese school that you did, you know, the one day a week or whatever, you'd be appropriate to that, and then studying a little bit in college, evidently not being like wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> How did your Japanese hold up today? Like, is it all just you know, like family? Oh, you said you work for a Japanese company, so I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities for you there to take it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I do use it at work um basically every day but for the most part it's always just been and i don't know if if it's same for michael but i always talk to my mom in japanese and my dad in english so if the three of us are in a room and i'm an only child like i don't have any brothers or sisters but um if the three of us are in a room that's how it is like so my parents communicate where my mom will say something to my dad in japanese and my dad responds in English. But the weird thing is when my parents communicate on the phone, it's always in English. Huh. But not when I'm not there, basically. Huh. So well Michael's the same way, right? You you I don't know about with your dad, but it seems like you both No, my parents like exclusively English. speak in Japanese to each other. Oh really? They don't using my dad doesn't like using English with my mom. <laughs> no. But didn't you say yeah. it's different with your brother? I feel like it would be the same for me if, if my wife spoke Japanese, I guess, maybe. I don't know. If, if, if we had it's, Japan uh, and stuff like that, like they have. Language is a weird thing because, like, what's that, Isaac? Oh, I said, isn't it? But didn't you say you speak, like, Japanese to one brother and English more oh, to the yeah. other brother? I, George and I, like, I, so I have two brothers. And one of them, we did do a few years where, like, we just it's kind of weird we just like switched like we decided we both wanted to get better we started using japanese for a while and then we switched back to english but he's <laughs> married the one that that brother he's married to a half japanese girl and they switch so they both grew up speaking both and they both in their daily conversations like switch in every sentence it's like yeah it's like dizzying hanging out with these two half japanese people that married each other it's just like oh my god they're just switching between nihongo and english so much it's like god like just pick one <laughs> yeah, but do all your brothers talk to well, you and your two brothers talk to your mom in Japanese and your dad in English all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Has it always yeah. been like that? Yeah, no, in, in the, like, the, you said, like, you speak Japanese to your mom and English to your dad. That's, we're exactly the same. Just the only difference is when my parents speak to each other. Well, you said that your dad, like, just, they both use their own language. Like, yeah. Like, person, basically. Yeah. And with mine, it's just, just because my dad loves Japanese, like, he, because he went to Japan and like he started, he was teaching English there, but he loved Japanese more than my mom loved English. Um, and so I think he likes that he can like continue practicing like with his wife, like in his older age and stuff. That's interesting though, because that's 
why my dad uh, or how did your dad meet your mom then in Japan? Was she also teaching? He was her. He was her teacher. Oh, but oh student it was an teacher. Adult uh, yeah, this is yeah. back in the day. Oh, fraternizing going on was, there. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, like, she was older, though. I mean, she is older. She's, like, two years older. So he was, like, probably, like, 24, 25, and then she was, like, 27 or something like that. It was, like, one of those kinds of things. Like, just, it was just, like, an adult class. Very adult. And you guys, and just, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Very just, adult. Like, sitting up, like, <laughs> Sex ed. <laughs> Why don't we talk about Isaac's or something instead? <laughs> yeah, but why'd your dad go to Japan, uh, like, in the to begin with? So with my, uh, he actually, what's kind of funny is he always liked languages. Like he learned German, like Latin and Spanish, like in high school, and then he studied Chinese at college, and uh-huh. he finished in three years, and then. At right after he graduated Wittenberg in three years, he heard about some opportunity to go to Osaka um, for six months. And he he literally knew like three weeks before he went or something that he was going to go. And so he like picked up like some like learn Japanese with one book and like studied it in a few weeks after, you know, after doing three years in Chinese, which if you guys know anything about Chinese and Japanese, like, or like the difference... It doesn't really help with speaking because they just sound so different. But yeah, like, just the reading kanji. part, right? Yeah. But my dad like excelled in kanji because of yeah. it. Yeah. So I mean, he kind of did it like the kanji. classic way. Yeah. And he just and my dad he just was good at picking up language for some reason. Even though like my grandparents like they they just spoke English like that's it like they've just never even considered another language or anything. Just weird how my dad's like brain like somehow is just like no oh, i gotta learn all these languages <laughs> like he speaks so many does he keep up what with it, the chinese and stuff does he is he pretty good still? yeah he well yeah it's funny because he in a sense he'll just read these like old books like that's the thing about my dad he's always have he always has books but he'll just like read these like old like chinese books that are like hundreds of years old or something mm-hmm. like just for fun like old books about journey to the west yeah. We get what, what about, he doesn't really have anyone to like communicate with in that language, right? Or does he well, know I mean, my Chinese people? Oh, with the Chinese. Yeah. Uh, or, no, or, he's, yeah, well, besides he's your not mom, really social. Japanese. It's funny because uh-huh. he speaks all these languages, but he's not that social. Um, huh. So now he does with the Japanese. He, he's retired with his interpreting. But. He does once a week where he teaches, like, these three, uh, actually three guys that are, like, his age, like, 60s, 70s. Um, and they all Zoom in, like, Zoom or Skype in from different parts of Japan. And he does an English lesson with them once a week. Um, so that's that's kind of his extent. So he's, he's staying connected with the Japanese part more than anything else. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... I kind of, like, always wonder if I, like, wasn't born in Japanese, if I'd be interested in it. <laughs> right? Because sometimes I feel like... also taught Japanese, or taught English in Japan. Taught English in Japan, yeah. And, um, but he went over there as, a like, a foreign exchange student, and that was his part-time gig, basically. 
And my mom just so happened to be like obsessed with English and was teaching English to Japanese people at that same little place. And that's how my parents met. <laughs> okay. Nice. So they weren't in the same class? No, they're the both teachers. They're both teachers. Right. Okay. Now, yeah, your but your dad is like, but he, your mom still teaches, but your dad did, went into business or something, right? Like, he, he's kind of like a well-traveled businessman. Yeah, after, yeah. after that, um, I mean, he was only in Japan for like a year or two um, with like a foreign exchange program and then came back to the United States, but kept in touch with my mom. And then he eventually moved back to Japan um, to look for a job. And uh, he ended up landing a job at Toyota. And oh, okay. he was like the first um, non-Japanese person to be hired in Toyota as a Japanese person. Uh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, no, that's, that's a legit probably thing. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like a transfer person from the States to, you know, go over there and learn something or whatever. But for them to actually hire somebody... Japan side. Yeah. That's foreign. It's probably a big deal. Yeah. No, yeah. Isaac, especially like, back so in like the early 80s. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Japanese, you know, they didn't really uh, like American people. What did he hire? What did they, right. what did they hire right. him as? Um, uh, like a quote unquote, like engineer. Huh. But the funny thing is, he, he would tell me how they would um, have him kind of sit in on some meetings and then act like a uh, person that doesn't, I mean, he's just a straight up white guy. So he was sitting on meetings and then like the people he's with would leave and he would just sit there <laughs> and then he would, <laughs> he would kind of spy on like if those yeah. people were like, talking shit. Yeah. Cause he would uh, understand, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, and and like the people, the Japanese guys would probably just be like, "Oh, let's just assume this guy has no idea what we're saying." Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no way he would understand. Like, this is yeah. 80, 1988, and yeah. Uh. Um, what's it? I wanted to. So Isaac, like, you ever think about kind of like the balls basically it would take to be like. A guy that grew up in Ohio. Did your dad grow up in Ohio? Or... Yeah, uh, he was a uh, yeah born and raised in Toledo. Toledo, uh, yeah. So like, just some guy, some some white guy in Ohio that just like had the balls to like go to Japan, like in their twenties or whatever. Like, and that's, that's I mean, that's what Tony is. Like, I I think about it. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like that would be a thing. I'm like, oh. Well, no, I don't know. Job. You still went. You, I mean, you went as a. Um, what's it called like an overseas exchange student but still like yeah that's, that's still like gutsy yeah I mean, yeah it's just, i i think you know being in an established program like that's you know one thing but going over and just being like i'm gonna find a job one well one of the trailblazers like that allowed you to like have a japanese program later basically like a better one yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy to me, though. I mean, I, I admire my dad for, for doing that, especially, like, in that day and age. Like, I wouldn't want to do it now, but, like, 
30, right. 40 years ago. Hell no, I wouldn't want to do that. He didn't speak to yeah. before he went? No. Uh, he, well, yeah, that's um, as a foreign uh, exchange student, he learned it. Uh, so, yeah, just quick, quick prayer. To be but to... just like, I mean, just like Michael's dad, I mean, it, I guess he just, uh, but he's more, my dad's more like specifically, I guess, was into Japan, their culture and all that, and not necessarily into like other languages, but I mean, he picked it up quick and his kanji is like way better than mine. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's like, yeah. we go through our lives in circumstances were different. And I mean, I could see, I could have seen myself staying there with a different set of circumstances. Like, if I hadn't had like a bad experience in school, um, or if I hadn't, uh, you know, been. Or, like, had a girlfriend in the States or whatever that you would want to get back to, like, that sort of thing, to where if you would have, you usually could have stayed and found something. I mean, I wasn't doing badly over there. I mean, I was relatively high placing and speaking and stuff like that, but I was trying to. Well, one thing that's nice about Japan, the one thing that you discover in Japan as an English speaker is, like, if you look hard enough, like, you'll find, like, tutoring jobs, like, one way or another. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I discovered is like after being there for a while, they're just like, I did, um, um, Eon, like the English classes, yeah. Aeon or Eon. I did like a six month. Yeah. I did like a six month thing where I did like once a week. I remember I got 3,500 yen per hour. Um, which was like more than I'd ever gotten ever at that point um, to do like an hour and a half class. So I got like 5,000, like 50 bucks or something. And then they paid for like my train and stuff all the way there. It was Wednesday yeah. nights and I was teaching English like during the day, like at school. And I did, and I got, and I was getting like 30 grand or something that year, 25, maybe something like 25, 30. It was like just barely enough to just be, <laughs> Basically, like, just sustain in the apartment that I was given. But like, here you go, sustenance. With the experience that you have, you'd probably be able to find something pretty passable, you would think. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, I, 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 it's like, I felt like if I kept looking, you just find more and more English classes, because, I mean, really, in Japan, like, if you're going to make it, it's just, like, well, first of all, I need to study English. Like, that's, like, that's part of, like, every drama. It's like, hmm, what do I need to do, mm, first of all? The ability <laughs> like, to travel overseas, and they equate that to English speaking, yeah. It's like business 101 equals English 101. Although I don't think that Chinese is valued almost as much as English. That seemed to be In Japan? That, that seemed to be no. the way I was getting a TS, though. Like, I think that speaking English is a thing. Oh, I think on a certain high end. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's like whether you're a scholar or business. Yeah, for sure. I think that in manufacturing and high levels of international business, like the ability to speak Chinese is almost. I, I mean, there there were definitely more people that could speak English and Japanese than Chinese and Japanese, and the few people right. that could speak Chinese and Japanese would inevitably end up fairly high high level. Yeah. No, but I mean, just like if you look at the curriculum of like 
the Japanese high, uh, middle school and high school and stuff, and like how much they value English. Like, yeah. And last stats I've heard, like, out of like East Asians, like if you compare like Koreans and Chinese and Japanese and like Vietnamese and stuff. Um, you find that, like, Japanese, like, one-for-one one has a harder time, like, learning English. Hmm. Um, and I I have, like, theories on that. And it's probably because, like, I've read theories and stuff. But, like, we're an island. So, like, islanders tend to, like, stay insulated. Like, you just stick, you make your own culture, and then you just, like, keep feeding that culture into itself. Like, Japan has, like, great movies and, like, shows and music. And like food so like you could just like like your own stuff and like not really be engaged with anything else and like i think because japan's like so great like it's in this insulated island or like multi-island thing um yeah well, it could be kind of like don't even undersell the uh, island aspect of it. they're like the only like developed nation that was like uh-uh isolation until what oh yeah with the christianity and guns and stuff yeah i mean there were a lot of island nations but only one of them was like well not only one but it seems like they're notably one of the larger that would not be colonized yeah that that rejected colonization yeah not even colonization but even visitation was just kind of like oh yeah right for a long time over there We'll, we'll talk to you over there across yeah. that bay. Yeah. That's why Japan has a sort of like rigidity to it. Um, like really sustains its own culture, like its own laws and like their own ways of doing things. It's cool. But I do think that to your point, they're also accepting of bringing in a lot of stuff in because they absorb so much stuff so, so readily. I mean, I think probably the, you know, the relative you know, isolation history uh, that they had versus now, you know, they absorb pop culture and create pop culture. They're probably one of the, well, I'm certainly they're the, they're one of their biggest exports is culture. Um, you know, there's few countries that probably that rely on it as much as them, I would imagine. Japan? Yeah. Well, yeah, but also look at our cars and our computers and our phones and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's so much Japanese yeah, ca- stuff. Yeah, cars, obviously. Yeah, electronics. Definitely TVs. There's, and... Definitely there's success there. But if you ask anybody, I feel like if you ask, well, not maybe not anybody, you'll get different questions, different answers from different generations. But I feel like the vast majority of young people will say, if you if you say like, what do you think of anime? And somebody's gonna say video games, anime. Yeah. yeah, things like that. And that's just a huge industry now. Yeah. Um, I think I think an older generation would say, yeah, cars, TVs. Because nowadays, yeah, it's not TVs. Um, I mean, there are, yeah, Sony and stuff like that. Yeah. But a lot of people would go Korean for for stuff like that in terms of what comes. That's to true. Well, Korea in the last what five years, maybe ten years, has been blowing up in lots of categories. Yeah, um, and cars and stuff. Yeah. You don't think of Japan when you think of a cell phone. I guess. But, I mean, like, there's just, like, enough, like, electronic products. Um, but, yeah, you're right. That's, right now, like, I would, yeah, I guess, like, the lion's show right now would be, like, media and that kind of thing. 
Yeah. I mean, even growing up, like, before anime kind of, like, came into a whole, exploded into a thing when I was, like, in middle school, um, even before then, I would have said, like, even though I would have been wrong, this would have been, like, the the wrongest thing for me to say, I would have said, like, oh, Jackie Chan movies and stuff like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as a kid growing up, not understanding the difference, I would have certainly equated, like, karate films and anything like martial arts like it's yeah, karate back, back in the day back in the day yeah like karate like the karate kid and stuff like that like yeah. martial arts and, and stuff like that all would have been i remember kind of like it all would have like yeah. been equated to japanese stuff i remember as a kid like i mean maybe the worst case thing i heard was junior high i remember this this punk kid he was just like are you a jab or a chink and i was just like whoa man like, how am I supposed to respond to this bullshit? Like, like it's just like, I'm not going to get along with you on the first day of, you know, 7th grade or 8th grade or whatever it was. There, was, there were a couple of, well, I remember rhymes growing up of, like, you know, little things of, of going through, like, Japanese, Chinese, different sayings and whatnot. But honestly, I can't even remember the whole things. It's funny because we're not confused anymore, like, at least with, like, Japanese culture, like, I mean, Isaac, do you remember, like, pre, like, back, like, in the 90s or whatever, when we were growing up, like, people didn't always know about Japanese stuff, right? They'd still be like, sushi, isn't that raw fish? And now it's like, oh, you haven't been to Fugu? Like, like yeah. oh, have you tried, you haven't tried the new wasabi, like, crispy crunchy roll? It's... <laughs> It's like people are like telling you about the new Japanese place. <laughs> Shut up. Shut oh, up. I'm obsessed about it growing up because, you know, growing up in Midwestern Ohio, there were no places that I could go and eat sushi. I had only heard or read about it. Um, and then, like, I would hear mm. about it from, like, my relatives that live in, quote, the big city. Um, right. You know, because I had, like, an uncle that, like, lived in the Detroit area and they had, you know, had a lot of. Asian restaurants and stuff like that, where he could find some decent sushi. So I had him take me out at one point to have my first sushi experience. I remember that. But yeah, growing up in Ohio, I never, never had any of that. I was yeah. like sixteen, something like that. When I finally had sushi. But those local places in Japan, man, that's there's like restaurants out there where there's only like ten spots to sit. And yeah. people wait like two or three hours to uh, eat, and then there's signs there where like it's like you can't be on your phone when you're eating to hurry up and like, the process. That sounds nice. Yeah. But uh, my uncle was telling me he he lived out in or he lives out in um, Nagano, like where they had the Olympics a while ago. But he said there the best ramen he ever had was um, out there, where it was like this tiny restaurant. Where there's only it always like is. Five people can only sit there, and people would wait yeah. like freaking two, three hours. And he said yeah. that was the best sushi, or not the best ramen, ramen, but you couldn't talk. No right. talking. No you time. just had to sit there, eat, pay. I believe get it. The hell out of there. But he was like, that was right. the best ramen I've ever had in my life. I'm like, man, I want to go yeah. there, but then they don't exist anymore. But it's like those types of places are probably the. That's have you like, guys ever gotten a uh, Japan? I, I don't think I could eat those now, but like have you guys ever gotten a Robin set 
with a bowl of rice and a side of gyoza. <laughs> like, yeah. this ultimate. That's you like have. A, that's like a, what, cheeseburger <laughs> fries three. and a drink, right? I definitely <laughs> have the side of gyoza. I mean, that's on everything. I don't. I think I normally skip on a bowl of rice whenever I have the possibility of skipping, but... Is the rice uh, white rice or the uh, chahan, like oh, the gonna fried be, rice? It's going to be white. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just white. I think. <laughs> Isaac's like, I don't know. I like the chahan option. Oh, no, I like I, the chahan better, but... I just don't think that they would... Most most ramen places don't have a chahan option. Although... Oh, I think they would. Chinese a lot of places. places yeah. A lot of Chinese places yeah. would have ramen, so you would be able to, like, order both, but... Yeah, but I, I guess I never look at the rice options at a ramen place. Maybe I never paid attention. Maybe they all do have fried rice. I think so. Either way, I would load it with uh, soy sauce. Yeah, what? sounds delicious. Delicious. What flavor and ramen? Do you get the miso or the sh- uh, salt or soy sauce or like a tonkotsu? Like the, I don't know. They're all pretty good. They go like, I, 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 I always forget which one's which. I'm just like, I don't know. They all sound fine. <laughs> just give That's me that every Japanese restaurant with everything. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. I don't get it. Just it make it good. look pretty and put those like few strips of bacon on it. You know what I mean? Ah. Like, whatever they <laughs> Nagoya ruined me on miso. I can't do miso. I can do miso, but like. There was just so much of it because they were like, no, that's our Meibutsu. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's so, the, yeah. Yeah. So like everything had like something miso yeah. version. And it was just like, that's like cheese in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, don't need a, I don't need a miso version of this. <laughs> miso sick of miso. Like, stop. <laughs> and no one in Japan got that joke. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> They're like, double miso? Okay, yeah. we can do that. Now, <laughs> now, the, now, the one surprising thing that I didn't know going in that I would like that I ended loving and continuing to make occasionally now would be curry. Like, the way that, yeah, walking into, like, a curry house and just, like, getting a, yeah, a little, you know, because I had to eat so much, you know, I kind of, like, made a side-handed comment about, uh, you know, white rice because it would just be, it would just get so boring to be like, how do I... No. How do I do this? And then I'd be like, you know what, curry? Oh man, this is awesome. That's a completely different hmm. thing. Yeah. And you'd always be at just like a ramen place. You'd be able to find some place that's a hole in the wall that'll have a like you don't even order it from a person. You just like push a button on the vending machine and it'll spit out a ticket for a number two and you hand it to a guy that doesn't want to talk to you and <laughs> like I'm just now having like I don't know, these great visions of hanging out in a karaoke bar and just for like, just give me like three of those crispy chickens, <laughs> a side of that like seaweed salad, you know, with the yeah. seed, with the sesame seeds and just like saying like, whatever, one of those melon sodas or whatever. Oh yeah, Fanta. <laughs> it's nice to fantasize about it now, but I bet you that it's pretty uh lame over there just like it's kind of lame over here now in terms of well it's it might be lame over there but if you have the right kind of night over there when you're only over there for a few weeks or a no, week I, or something no, I'm just i like, like doing COVID. a week visit i'm talking there. about like, like that's you true that's, today, you want to be able yeah, to like, i guess so no about what sort of experiences no. you have in japan but yeah i'd be like no nah, they're probably all i honestly don't think it'll like any kind of like 
big, massive, like, gathering event is ever going to be, like, great anymore, sort of. Like, I don't know. Like, it's going to be, like, it's going to change to it. And you see, like, this huge crowd of people. And you're just like, oh my and you're gosh. Like, oh, that, like, we would yeah. never do that again. Well, well, like, or for a so long like, time, for me, maybe. I'm just like, yeah, longing after it, where it's like, man, remember how, like, your entire childhood slash adulthood slash until this all changed, like, you were able to just like, <laughs> yeah, I guess we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it's just like, yeah, even if you escaped to another country now, like, yeah, you'd be able to get some good sushi somewhere still, but... Right. There'd still be restrictions, it seems, based on what some of our different right. contexts are saying. Did you ever go to a manga kisa? No, yeah, I manga really, cafe. I never really got yeah. into that. I mean, that's that's. It's like a cool place somewhere. to kind of hang out. Yeah. They usually have good food too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of. I, I mean, I used to that. use those places as a hotel. Uh, <laughs> I'd always heard about that. using them as a hotel. And I, I never heard about, I didn't think, I never equated them to, like, serving food. I always assumed that that was kind of frowned upon. Well, one thing is if you would miss, like, the midnight train or something, like, the last one out, yeah, you could stay there for, like, a few hundred yen an hour, and it some it oftentimes be cheaper than staying at a hotel. Yeah. So you just, like, kind of take a nap there. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they start, they usually have, like, ramen noodles and, um... Just like basic stuff that you get at like a convenience store, but and then you could just have like internet access to all this manga. Yeah, and yeah you have yeah. And you have video games and, um, yeah. TV. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. shocking when I did go. I made my one trip to Tokyo. My first trip to Tokyo, I took the the midnight bus from from Nagoya over there. So overnight, it would run and have a million stops, but you'd wake up and you'd be in Tokyo come like five a.m. Well, it turns out that Tokyo doesn't open, like, anything until, like, 9, maybe 8, but mostly 9. And so it was, like, what, so it got there at 5. So, yeah, it was, like, a solid four hours of, like, wandering around Tokyo, like, where even, like, the businessmen aren't there yet because you, like, just rolled into the bus station super early. And, like, the only thing open is convenience stores. And just, yeah. like, you're just, like, sitting in a subway, like, waiting for a breakfast place to open up to maybe eat breakfast. Like, I was shocked that, like, you, I was in I was in Shinjuku. Like, I was in sh- the, the largest train station in the world. And it was 8 a.m. And it, it was, like, nothing. No, like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? Man. I just thought yeah. it was strange. Like you wouldn't expect you from like New York City versus Tokyo in size and whatnot. You would think like you know city that never sleeps, things are open twenty four seven. But that did not seem to be the case, with the exception of things like you said, like a manga kisaten maybe or like a karaoke place or something. Yeah, bars and clubs that yeah. stay open till like five or six. So uh, you sit there and drink till the first train. Yeah, I was at a I was at a bar. One, well, it was like a it was like a I don't even know what you would call it. More of like a yeah, it was a karaoke bar, but it wasn't like a you go into your own room thing. It was like an open open stage thing, and um, you know, with girls and stuff walking around. But uh, there was one guy that was just like straight up passed out at the bar, like you know, just kind of doing his own thing, like napping, but like obviously 
just out of his mind and and you know young impressionable me i was like taking a selfie of me and then like i slowly like drifted him into the picture and then like one of the girls was like uh please don't take pictures of drunk people (laughs) (laughs) they take care of drunk people out there they they were like don't they i mean you know obviously I, i i was the dick in this story where they were like, don't take pictures of our customers. I was like, you know what? I was being a drunk dick. (laughs) Did you ever go to a a club called Cafe ID in Nagoya? It's like the biggest club there. It's like six or seven floors. And there's like a different DJ on each floor. But um, man, I've seen so many people there. Just They just throw up all over the place, like on the stairs and at the bar. And then... um, People will come um, and, like, give them a towel and then, like, clean it up and then give them water and ask them if they're okay and let them pass out there. Wow. Like, if they're, if they're out of the States, like, you just yeah. immediately get your ass kicked out there and be like, <laughs> all right. My shit. Get out of here. Yeah, like, I'll throw you out right. six Somehow get home. Don't think I won't, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just different how they treat um, drunks. If you're, like, shit-faced <laughs> you can't walk. They yeah. like take care of you like, like it's your mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then they're like they're definitely strict on the you know drinking and driving to the extent like it. Yeah. Oh extends, yeah. Extends extends to uh, a lot of cool stuff like that's become bigger now, but like I still think should be bigger here. Like the uh, uh, sh- uh what do they call it? Like the chaperone? No, not chaperone. What do they call it? The it's like rideshare type thing. It's where somebody will come, it's like a taxi will come with you, but they'll bring a person with them to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it called yeah. a service or something? I can't remember. They have a special term for yeah. it. Yeah, the taxi like, thing. It's not just the regular right. taxi. You got to ask for like that special service. Everybody. I know. I know what you're talking I about. I can't remember what yeah. you call it. Yeah, I thought right. that was an amazing thing, that which should be bigger right. here, because a lot of people still won't use like, you know, Uber or whatever, because they'll be like, what about my car? Because drunk. I wonder why they don't right. uh, I don't know. There's probably lawsuits if they wreck their car. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing is we're so much more litigious over here. It's like, you wrecked my car driving my drunk ass home. Yeah, like, <laughs> that'll fly in America, but in Japan, it would just be like, uh, why? Your drunk ass had a problem, and then somebody, it should be apologizing yeah. to that man for trying to drive your drunk ass home. <laughs> <laughs> lawsuits are so much fewer like you know divorce or, like if you're a lawyer in japan i feel like you're making nowhere near as much money <laughs> as you would in the united states you certainly don't have as hmm. many niches to like just like really sink your teeth into like, yeah hmm. i would imagine anyways because there's more you compliance of, yeah you don't hear of like somebody slipping through on the floor and seeing the, the store yeah you, people you don't, don't do that you yeah. don't hear about that you don't hear you don't. You definitely don't hear about somebody su- suing their own company because that's like shooting yourself in the head. I mean, like that. But around here, it's just like, can you wait like until that perfect opportunity to where your company messes up so you can <laughs> just not work anymore? Like, yeah. Uh, you know that. Can, yeah, maybe that's a negative outlook on it, but it's still one of those things that does happen sometimes where you have that bad apple. It's just like <laughs> waiting to pounce. But yeah, right. I don't think you hear that as much overseas. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I think yeah, uh, uh, hour and twenty minutes, Mike. Just FYI. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of were able to cover a lot of stuff. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Isaac. 
No problem. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> I guess we didn't really talk about like the whole bicultural <laughs> experience. Yeah, we kind of just like well, we talked about Japan a lot. We're gonna have to have yeah. again. You you facilitate discussion at least. Well, we could get more into that. Yeah, another time. Yeah, we'll have to send like flashcards and be like, nope, you got to stick with the flashcard. Yeah. I thought Mike was going to keep us in line as far as the topic, and then he just started one topic, and then we just kind of rambled on for an hour and a half about the same Well, topic. yeah, that was <laughs> – I mean, that's that's what a, a podcast is. Uh, yeah. That's how it goes. All right. Well, yeah. Right, Whenever well, you guys uh, want to do it again, I'm down. You want to roll us out there, cool. Mike? Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Isaac, for Isaac Waters for uh, being our and uh, as next they time, say, next time we'll show you his whole face. That's for the next time. <laughs> as they say in Canada, peace out. Peace out. Woo! <laughs>